uh, gifts and whatnot. We only have about a couple weeks to go, uh, which is frustrating and scary. And, uh, you know, normal holiday, n normally during the holidays, I feel like I operate best under pressure. And now I just feel like the wa the, the wheels of the wagon are falling off. So, um, I don't know. I'm doing okay. I'm glad to have an hour or change or however long we have. Do talk about uh, Christmas at the Biltmore. That's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm at right now. I'm frantic. I'm anxious. I'm got a billion things going on. Um, well, we're glad you can slow down with us to discuss I know. a little, little hallmark, hallmark fun. You know, I wish just I, don't I wish get I anybody. <laughs> just, don't, just don't get anybody anything. Just don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> my, Start my, a new trend. <laughs> Start a new trend where you don't get because I don't, they will uh, continue to expect gifts from you if you keep giving gifts. Well, we actually so. it's true. The the adults in my family, after many years of hemming and hawing about doing this, have decided we just don't won't do gifts for the adults anymore. So now it's just which simplifies mm. my life. I'm only buying gifts for my nephews. Yeah. I'm no longer buying gifts for my inscrutable brother and sister-in-law. Yeah. Um, where wanted, he's always just like, I this want is to fine. Get gifts. <laughs> yeah. I do like to get little things for like my mother and my mother-in-law and, yeah. you know, but I'm not trying to buy gifts for the whole shebang. <laughs> well, the way I'm describing it to Paul is like, yeah, my, my the adults in my family were not doing gifts, but my mom is like my good friend, so I'm going to get my good friend a gift. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> the matriarchs, though, like they are exempt from that rule. So, so you could say no presents, but the moms, yeah, well, the they deserve it. They're going to get presents. And often, the people who have powered and made Christmas happen for decades yeah. upon decades upon decades. Yeah. When we say no gifts, what we really mean is no gifts for everyone but mom. Uh... <laughs> it's just Christmas is such a funny thing because like my brother and I, and my mother for a long time, yes, we would go out and we get gifts for all the adults in the family. And then my dad mm -hmm. would not think about Christmas until three days before and then he would go mm -hmm. and buy, buy like 20 things for my mom and write all our names on them as if we hadn't already gotten her a gift. So it was like, oh, this <laughs> one's from Chris. Now one's from Scott. <laughs> And this little <laughs> gift, this is from the mouse. But also, I he's know. not good at giving gifts. <laughs> so this is a man who once gave her a um, a subscription to a cubic zirconia mm -hmm. of the month club. Ooh. And my sweet mother, who worked in a library and was sort of like, you know, a, you know, not not a flashy person, was getting the biggest diamonds you fake diamonds you've ever seen. She That's was so funny. <laughs> cubic zirconia of the month oh, yeah. club. I wonder yeah. if that still exists. I want that now. I mean, listen, I my would, list. I'd be all about that. Like, give me, give me a nice little size 10 ring. I will wear that. I'll yeah. wear that fancy big old thing oh. out. Also, yeah. I, I did forget that your dad was Colombo until just now. I, yes, so I, I, I am. I'm from the line of Colombo. It's just, it's just easier to do it him that way. Though he is not far off from that. He's not really what he sounds like. He's like if Colombo was from Delco, where he is from. So he's like, yeah, he up in Havertown. So, you know, that's yeah. sort of uh, the vibe he gives. Um <laughs> But yes, I'm with you, Michael. It's definitely like there's so much to do and there's so many th people to see. And like if the family stuff actually has calmed down for me a bit, it's more stressful that just like there's so many parties to go to and like they're fun. But at uh, a certain point, I'm like, I want to be at home playing Super Mario RPG. <laughs> um. <laughs> that I, I, I set my uh, schedule basically for to my other half. Uh, which is like, okay, 23rd, my family Christmas. 24th, your family Christmas, basically. 26th, I want to hang out with this person. 27th, I want to do something with my work team members. 28th, you know, we're doing that. 29th, I'm just like... Yeah. Yeah. A lot, man. There's a lot. It is. And I'm, I'm, and also like I'm in a, a group of like friends who are all like high achieving gays. So like at our party, everyone's making an uh... ornament. And at this party, we're all making <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. like, why must everything have an element of creativity that's going to be judged? You know? I can't do that. I can't. I can't. No. Yes, we're oh. mulling our own wine. Um, and we're also making the wine that we are mulling. So get here yeah, early. I've flown in from, from New Hampshire. It's going to be so good this year. Uh, it's like, it's a level that I'm like, I'm, I'm creatively competitive, but not about, maybe about bread, because I think my mm -hmm. bread making is good. But other than that, like, unless we're like at a karaoke bar, I'm not going to get too competitive about it. Like we were at an ornament party yesterday and I was like, I don't know what to make. And I'm like painting this thing. Party. Ornament party. I started, started making a Miss Piggy, but then it, like, I didn't realize, I mean, Karen, you probably know this, but I guess paint needs to dry. Who knew? 
Um, and so then I have it on a surface where it's hanging and it all starts to droop. So it just looks like Miss Piggy, but like, like a dolly Miss Piggy, like, you know, sort of a melty. She's melting. <laughs> yeah. Somebody put her in the oven? Uh... Yeah, oh, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what the what the problem was. But um, yeah. you know, what can you do? Um, okay. And then I made a wreath. And then my friend who was also an artist who does like ceramic work, he was like, oh, there's Chris with his maximalist uh, style on the wreath. And I was like, I think oh that was an God. insult. <laughs> I don't just, think that was kind. These ornament parties get vicious. Yeah. And listen, I'm 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 complaining about all this and in the back of my head also planning to host a gingerbread house making party this weekend. So really, you oh know, who goodness. am I? I'm also a um, monster. Well, we do sound uh like the plot of a Hallmark Christmas movie, all three of us you complaining That's right true. now. That's true. I do. Oh, humbug. Yeah. Christmas is so <laughs> stressful. I'm going to give up on Christmas this year. You can't give up on Christmas. You haven't found love yet. But the problem is that we're all, we're not a Hallmark Christmas movie in that we are all in happy relation, happy committed relationships. You know it's what I mean? True. Can I have, oh, can I have a, can I have a, can I have a, a sister character who, who, who negs me in the most supportive way, basically about how I'm not yeah. doing holidays? Yeah. She's like, you do this. You should love yeah. Christmas. Like yeah. the rest of the family does. Shout yeah. out to my actual sister who is awesome, but she does not neg me in that way. So. No. Huh. My brother, my brother does, but that's just his, his jam. <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> We both helped my dad. We were helping my family rake leaves on Saturday, and then we were both giving each other the finger across our my dad's backyard. And I was like, it's like no time has passed. It's 20 years ago again. We're still antagonizing each other while raking the leaves. Um, but that's not what we're here to discuss, right? We're here to discuss, as Carrie has tried to bring us back to, <laughs> a new Hallmark movie. Um, wait, but I do want, want to bring up one Trek in the News thing that I did find before we dive into this Christmas at Biltmore. Um is that Star Trek Prodigy will begin streaming on Netflix on Christmas, on December 25th. So anyone who wow. missed it, yay! it's back and it's on Netflix since that's very exciting that it will have well, a new life on a new uh, new channel. It's streaming the old episodes. Does that mean that they're making new episodes? I don't know about that. Let me look and see. I think I, my understanding was that they're just streaming previously. Well, she wrote, I can't wait for you to see what's in store for season two, Kate Mulgrew. Oh, so I assume well, that then... it's happening. Yay, Netflix. Good job. Good job. More Trek wow, is always good news. that must have been news. difficult because Trek, Paramount has got a lockdown on Trek, so that must not have hmm. been easy. They must have gotten the tax write-off and then sold it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, these, I think these... so. I, I'm not positive. I think this was not a tax write-off. I think this was more just we want to sell it. And so therefore, in order to increase the value of it, we're going to pretend like it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, so I, I I don't get how these business majors, how they run uh, you know, uh companies. I certainly don't get how Silicon Valley people run these entertainment companies. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of like perceived value and it's a lot of like, no, make people want it by making it impossible to get for years and years. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. God. This that almost happened to this movie we're about to talk about right now. <laughs> oh, yes, it, it's true. Yes, yes, as you were telling us. It did indeed. Okay. Well, should we should we do a quick description of this movie and then we can dive dive into what we yeah. thought and how we experienced it? Okay. Yeah. Well, as I was mentioning to you guys earlier, I didn't find like a, a deep in-depth description as we often get because the beauty of Star Trek mm -hmm. is that nerds love to give you the full summary of what you might be looking at. And so there's no Wikipedia page or, you know, this is not on Memory Alpha. Although my brain was like, let me look up Biltmore Christmas on Memory Alpha. And I was like, it's not going to be there. <laughs> no, it's not going to be there. <laughs> Except under Jonathan Frakes and uh, Robert Picardo's, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe we should say first why <laughs> we've chosen this movie to that's talk right. about for our special Christmas <laughs> we chose this movie because we got two, you know, legendary Star Trek actors, Jonathan Frakes, who played uh, both both William Riker and Thomas Riker on uh, on Next Generation and Deep Space Nine and Voyager. Um, and we've got and I'm sorry, an Enterprise, lest, lest we forget. He's really he's mm -hmm. run the gamut. Uh, and then we've got Robert Picardo, who's played the doctor on Voyager. And he was also in First Contact. I believe what I read about the thing that was like that alerted me to this was some sort of Trek 
skewed article that was saying it was a, a reunion for Jonathan Frakes and Robert Picardo right. from their right. from since the movie of First Contact. And I was like, yeah. well, number one, they didn't speak in that movie and they don't speak in this movie. <laughs> Robert Picardo had just like a really brief cameo. They said activate um, EMH. Right. Yes. And essentially, yeah. essentially, Not, same thing for yeah. this. They basically were like yeah. activate EMH <laughs> studio head. <laughs> studio head. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Very Love much it. the same. But here, let's let's scale a description of what um what this is all about. So what it's about is Lucy Hardgrove, played by Bethany Joy Lenz, is a screenwriter who lands the job of a lifetime when she's hired to pen the script for a remake of the beloved holiday movie classic, His Merry Wife, which was filmed <laughs> in 1947 at beautiful, historic Biltmore House. When the head of the studio isn't satisfied with the ending Lucy wrote because it deviates from the original's feel-good conclusion, he sends Lucy to Biltmore Estate for research and inspiration where she's welcomed by Biltmore employee Winston, played by Jonathan Frakes, who shows her around. While there, she unwittingly discovers the ability to travel back to the 1947 set of His Merry Wife through the help of an hourglass. And while on set, she and Jack Houston, played by Christopher Polaha, one of the film stars, spend time together and become close, but her sudden mm. appearance has set off a chain of events that put the production in jeopardy. Before she can return to the present, Lucy must make things right or threaten to alter the future forever. Um, so they don't really finish the summary of uh, yeah, of, of how this works, but basically we can we can piece it together ourselves. So she goes, number one, she meets uh, the classic Hall Hallmark wacky best friend who is not that wacky, yes. but you know. yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love I love it. I love the the trope. I love the stereotype. Love to see it. They got the sister in there. They got all the classic uh Hallmark movie bullet points. Yes. The, the best friend's sister who's telling her that she needs to get a man. Um yeah. and, and, <laughs> and also her up on dates. And I also planting yeah. the seed of the fact that, you know, a Christmas tradition that they can bring back later on. Like we used to sing around, sing carols together. And then so she mm -hmm. gets to do that later on mm -hmm. um, in a very odd version of uh, uh, Jingle Bells. Is that what they did? Or Ding yeah. Dong, Marilyn and High? I forget and which she one. She goes, and if Jack Houston walked in the door right now, you'd probably find <laughs> something wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I always, I always, I always love this character that shows up, especially in a Hallmark movie that is kind of like the Greek chorus. Although she never comes back after that that one scene, so it's uh, you know, yeah. but but she's mainly meant to kind of orient the audience a little bit on just like okay, um, you know, the character at first is going to be kind of standoffish and whatnot. So we need something right up the front mm -hmm. that makes her seem kind of warm and like damaged in a way where people are still rooting for her because otherwise we're afraid the audience yeah. is going to root for her it feels very calculated and i say that with affection i know how this works um also is it yeah. is it a thing of hallmark movies that these is it like women who often are like they don't have a mother they're like it's just their dad and their sister or it seemed like there's just like wasn't a mention of her mother right like it was this weird uh, wait, i would say it's pretty often really quickly like my mother left us i think they like to give them this sort of um, more of a dimensional backstory, mm -hmm. you know, something where they're not just, you know, the perfect girl or whatever. They're right, and the thing something... that like makes them tough for some yeah. reason, like, hard to yeah. be vulnerable. You know, mm -hmm. they needed that. They needed that little uh, plot point for her to explain why she doesn't trust people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> because my mother left me, therefore. I will never trust anyone or love anyone because they'll eventually leave you. Right. Yeah. So um, it's important. I, that was so important in the movie. I agree. That. I think it's also important to note that, I, I mean, I know a couple screenwriters and from what I understand, um, if you're having trouble with the ending of your movie, they do not send you on vacation to fix said movie. <laughs> um, I a beautiful... love this. They just, I love they, this so yeah. much. Yes. Um, uh, this is yeah. maybe the most powerful a writer has ever been in Hollywood ever. I think so. She gets an all expenses paid vacation to the location where they filmed the original movie. She mm -hmm. has apparently full power to decide what the ending is going to be because the producer is basically just like, do you want to do the original ending? She's I like, know. no, and we're not going to. I was like, wow, that's not I how it works. I was thinking like, if you just told the producer, I just... 
I don't feel confident or whatever she said about it. They'd be like, fine, well, we'll get someone else to do it. Have yeah. a nice, well, we get have have a nice Christmas. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, not to spoil anything, but this movie does uh, also imagine a world where the writers are allowed to, to be on and respected on set, uh, which is kind of crazy, too. Honestly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like right there with the director going like, yep, exactly how I wanted the, it. It's like, wow. The other interesting point about this, which is common in Christmas movies, is that uh, people are always being sent away at Christmas being yeah. sent away on yeah. christmas eve like uh right. the orchard the uh the winery is shutting down and we need you to go out to the the orchards and mm-hmm. talk to the single hot owner and that's that's <laughs> right that's because that's because the character uh, represents an extension of big business and big business barely cares about christmas so yes you're right. gonna go out and do this even though Christmas is one of the big fuelers of big business at this time of year, but you know, it's whatever. True. Uh, it's true. Well, <laughs> they don't care about PTO on Christmas. Let's that's, so fair. Yeah. that's fair. Mm-hmm. It's funny to me. It's been a long time since I've watched an actual Christmas movie because I spent a lot of time yeah. the past few years watching like parody Christmas movies. Like they've got um, mm-hmm. like uh, Rachel Dratch and Anna Gosteyer have a clusterfunk Christmas, which is like oh, all yeah. the tropes in one, which is pretty mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. And then RuPaul and all RuPaul and all the and her her folks over at World of Wonder, their production company, have one called "The Bitch Who Stole Christmas," <laughs> which is wow. also like like wonderful and bad at the same time. And also like it's yeah. so clear. It's one of those times when it's so clear that RuPaul was not in the same room with any of the actors in this movie for one minute of this entire production. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just keep cutting to her in front oh. of a blank wall. <laughs> or like, it's like, it's just like the green screen is so clear and they're like, you're in an office. She couldn't make it to this office that's clearly in LA, but anyway, <laughs> it's fine. It's all, it's all good. That's how they shoot everything now, honestly. When you get big enough, it's just like this person, these two people never met like whatsoever. Yeah. Right. Totally, well, I feel uh, like well, I feel like the morning show had that going on for a while. I was like, are Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon going to be together oh, at yeah. all this season? Uh, I heard it's because well, they got Juliana Margulies and they were basically just like, that's just how she shoots things now. Oh, I guess. Well, oh, yeah. soon we won't even need the people at all. They can just do AI of their mm-hmm. face and their voice and just sign away their face and voice and they can just stay home. Yeah, and we'll only use it for regular movies. We promise. Yeah, um, the present sucks. Honestly, I feel like our heroine here should have stayed in the past. I mean, the past seemed kind of fun. The only thing I kept thinking about the past was I was just like, what they're not covering is like probably how like racist and misogynistic and homophobic all these people in 1947 probably were. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. We're not like getting any of that, and I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, your picture. (laughs) Of how these people really work. Like, I feel like this guy would come to the future uh, and say something like really horrible, like, like, yeah. like one scene later. You're like, what's like, that guy doing driving up? You know, any, just yeah. something horrible. I'm not going to even, <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, something. Yeah. Imagine a horrible thing and that guy said yeah. it. That's what he said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. I also saw an ad for this guy. He's, he's also in, um, the new, um, what there's this like super this kind of religious movie that was like taking theaters by storm that was about oh, oh sound of freedom sound of freedom of? so yeah, yeah so okay people made sound of freedom have made another movie and this this act lead oh. actor is in that this oh. is christopher christopher paloha you're talking about yeah, or christopher the other paloha paloha he reminded me a lot of uh james marsden I think he's kind of James Marsden-ish. Yeah. Yeah. If he was like stung by a bunch of bees, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <I'll be fixed. laughs> um, he's a very good looking man. Um, uh, he, what, it's, it's not his fault. James Marsden is more prettier. round. He's saying yeah. his face is more round. Yeah. yeah I'm just saying James Marsden is empirically one of the handsomest men who has ever walked this earth. No, no question. No question. And this guy is like, he's good looking. I mean, but I, I would, if I walked by this guy in the mall, I'd be like, oh, that guy's kind of handsome. I wouldn't be like, what? Are you a human being? Which is what I think <laughs> when I look at James Marsden oh, sometimes. Look. He but... played handsome. He played handsome man in Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, hey, there you go. Handsome All right. man. Oh, so he's used to a time travel kind of, well, I guess that's not he, really time travel. He, just, he was yeah. also yeah, yeah. in um, Jurassic World Dominion. Okay. okay. Um, Did he well, also anyway, play Handsome he's Man? He's been in that? a lot. Handsome Man. Uh, huh. He was just in a lot of uh, Hallmark huh. movies. But I don't, what I understand about Hallmark movies, which is not a lot, um, they have 
it's sort of like a community. I'm not going to say cults because I don't think it's a cult, but it's uh, there. Where do they go? There's like a, a, a Hallmark town where they just spend a lot of time shooting these Hallmark movies. It's Vancouver. So a lot of Vancouver. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they spend a lot of time shooting these uh, Christmas movies and all these Hallmark movies like in like the summertime Hollywood style it's always they're always in big wool coats and it sounds yeah, Melissa fun. Joan Hart uh, grappling with the fact that the nutcracker from her tree has come to life and she's fallen in love with him um, which is a real Hallmark movie yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I, I'll, I'll buy that I'll buy that um, I mean I mean yeah all right. So, I mean, what I'm saying is you'll see these actors in a lot of different Hallmark movies. Sure. Uh, sure. And every year. Yeah, absolutely. And every year I feel like there's a new actor I know who now becomes like part of the cult. And I say that not in a judgmental way, more which is like, oh, they got you too, huh? Like, uh, I don't you know, think just... it's a cult so much, Michael, as it, it's it's a steady paycheck. It's a steady paycheck, and it's similar to when someone gets on like a CSI. It's like, okay, so I'm in yeah. this sort of lane where I've got some steady work coming, and you know, it's paying my bills, and I've got kids to get, I got you know, college to pay for, and um, it's not too challenging, you know. But yeah. speaking of cults, though, the Bethany Joy Lens, I think she might have wrote a book, but uh, she was in a cult for ten years. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah. What? what cult? Um. She did not divulge the name of the group. I wonder if she was in Scientology or Nexium. Um, Nexium maybe might be it. Oh no! Oh no! It looks okay. like it looks like she has a memoir coming out um, in sometime in 2024. She was on One Tree Ooh. Hill. Yes, yes, she was. And I that what I read is that she was um, part of a cult during her time on One Tree Hill. So she's see One uh, Tree Hill would make sense because. Yeah. The um the uh sort of the the channel that they were on it's the same channel that I think Smallville was on maybe yeah yeah WB yep and that and that that actress from Smallville was so tied up in Nexium and yeah. she was in fact like bringing other actresses in and she was like yeah I mean that's what they got her for like racketeering and sex trafficking it's not wow. good yeah, yeah. no was, wow. there was there's a there's a couple of really good documentaries about uh that that cult uh and and. I, I I hate how that sounds because you know when you're taking real life tragedy I I, I hate the idea of just like oh there's a really good documentary on it like I hate yeah. the idea of like you know gobbling Speaking up things of, that happen to real people it, as like as like entertainment but uh, you know what I mean Chris yeah. we we were talking about uh, you were watching the documentary um, Love Has Won <laughs> no Twin Flames documentary Oh Twin Flames yeah yeah, yeah 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 I I watched it and I I just can't get it out of my head It's crazy right oh, Like how crazy. Um, and the guy who thinks he's Jesus gets really nasty. He has the more power he has. Mean. I don't I do not like mean, it. Mean, mean, okay. mean, mean. Yeah, and... it's basically about how people they 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 formed like they formed like a Facebook and internet community, promising that they would people will help them help people find their twin flame or their their number one match for the universe but then it became very like tied to the binary like it's like well there, mm. one of you has to be divine feminine and one of you has to be divine masculine and so at a certain point they're like convincing people that they need to transition to make sure that they're matching the twin flames part of the set they're supposed that's to be the crazy that's crazy. absolutely the craziest wow. but i mean leading up all the stuff leading up to that went sometimes you have to you don't know you're in a cult until it's too late and then you're yeah. in a cult <laughs> yeah. well, and, and then well, they were like i, mean, I think <laughs> just go ahead go ahead michael i'm sorry well, i'm very passionate uh, about this <laughs> well yeah. I, I, I was going to say too like I'm, I'm i'm very curious about this with respect to her privacy obviously she doesn't want to share it that's fine um but i i also think about like that you know you know, unfortunately, in California, I feel like uh, being in a cult is like, you know, being an actor on a TV show where it's just like, maybe it's one you've heard of. It's very likely it's one you have kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think also um, cults are more prevalent than we think of them being. Like, I think yeah. I, I told a story yeah. about yeah. how my mm -hmm. my my aunt, um, my aunt sister, Diane, told us that she was yeah. she like had lived communally with some people. My mom was like, she was yeah. following Re Reverend Some Young Moon. She was a Moony. I was like, oh, my yeah. God, she was in a cult. Oh, my God. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Jeez. Wow. I don't think Diane listens. I think we're safe. Uh, but um, <laughs> she would yeah, agree, just, probably not yeah, knowing she, her. <laughs> I think she was trying to bait us into saying the word cult. And she got a Paul to say commune, which is as close as we got. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you were like, don't try to get us into one of your cults, ants. <laughs> Auntie. <laughs> You're trying to get us into one of your cults again, aren't you? Chris froze, so I'm just... <laughs> oh no, did we lose Chris? I'm just... Uh, Chris is traveling back in time right noises. now. He'll be back. <laughs> He's back. Was I gone for a second? Yeah, you were gone for a second. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. Okay. Did it, did, did, cool. did it feel cool. like years on your end? Yeah, I spent one hour in 1947 and I got hate mm. crime 46 times. No, uh, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I have never wow. been called a cigarette so many times. No, um, what happened? People never find like weird time portals to like 20 minutes ago. It's always like yeah. 80 years ago. That's what else is so cool. I love the time travel aspect of this because you guys know I love time travel. You guys well, know we all do. Time. That's why we like you guys Star Trek. know I love my out I love my Outlander. And this had very Outlander y vibes. Um I but didn't didn't you love how yeah. that her her friend at the Biltmore um essentially was like telling her the temporal prime directive. It's like, but if you go back there, you could mess something up for the future. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> I appreciated that aspect of it. And I, I also like it's kind of like a Harry Potter time turner thing, too, because that's what like kind of yeah. what um mm. Hermione had at one point. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a moment in this uh, where she gets fitted for her costume, which I believe once she gets stays back in 47 for a while. I think that's what she wears. Her mo- no, actually, no. I, I'm sorry. I take that back. She has several costume changes, including at least a couple times that me yeah. and my partner would just went like, where did she get those clothes? Yeah. But all I can think only about two, too is just... Only two costumes are explained of yes. the other of the She just keeps changes. getting them. Right. And not only that, it made me think about the clothes she left behind when she changes. It's like, what happened to the sweater she was wearing? That's got to be a violation. Mm-hmm. So, like, it invites just enough thought that you're make, that makes you go. That like, would have been funny if she found it in the mothballs when she was yeah. looking for her yeah. clothes, <laughs> looking for an outfit to take back with her. That would have been funny. Yeah, that would have been funny. <laughs> I um, think the clothes yeah. are one thing, but also like getting someone to do that that '40s hairstyle on her once is good. We but then the hairstyle yes, that she had yeah. for the yeah. for like the ball thing, I'm like, who did that? She didn't who do did that? that? Yes, <laughs> that, that is we, we said the exact same thing. Yes, that takes hours to do. Like you wake up early to get that hair done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a that's a day long event in a room that a room that you basically have stolen, so you don't have anything mm-hmm. that you brought. Yeah, to like, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. I have a confession to make, which is Uh-oh. that um, I've seen plenty of Hallmark movies. I've seen plenty of like, you know, Christmas TV movies. And I really enjoyed this one. I felt like after the first 20 minutes, I felt this one felt kind of free of a lot of the, not all the cliches, but at least the unwelcome cliches for something like Mm -hmm. this. I like seeing Frakes. Mm -hmm. I wish there was a little bit more of him, but I really enjoyed especially the, so first of all, I mean, it's a movie that's about someone who loves old movies, which I love. I liked the fact that every time you see a segment from the old movie, it's shot in just enough of a way that makes you go like, I buy this. Mm-hmm. And I liked the fact that the past scenes are filled with enough kind of like, kind of like whip, whip smart kind of like, you know, um, his girl Friday kind of like dialogue ish that makes me go like, this was written with a lot of affection. And I really, I, I really appreciate that, that, that about mm-hmm. like every character in that she meets in the past is like a character with a capital C. And I really enjoyed that. Um, and she kind of adapts to it really well. It's, it's clear that after, uh, after a while, like she starts really enjoying herself. And <clears throat> that was, it was told with more imagination that you sometimes get with something like this. So this was above average for me. I agree with that. I, I do. Mm-hmm. I, it was better than most of these Christmas movies I have seen. Um, yeah. I did think of the characters in the past that she met. Um, I was like, so they wrote him as a in the closet director who's in a fight with his wife. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, my wife's at home and she's so mad at me. I'm like, what? Oh, God. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, it's you true. did say it was the 40s and people <laughs> yes, were we all. I mean, I mean, yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. <laughs> that, that very meta moment, since this is a movie about a writer, but that definitely felt like 
a remnant from an earlier draft where someone was just like, oh, we're, 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 I don't think we're going to go down that road too much, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I was thinking the same thing. I haven't seen too many Hallmark movies recently. I did used to watch them a lot more, but it felt like it had enough of the cliches to like check the boxes. This, this is the type of movie that we're making. Everybody expects these things. It's sort of like, um, uh, sort of a self-aware kind of nod to the mm -hmm. type of movie that they're in, but also diverging from yeah. the typical structure a little bit. Cause sometimes the movies are just so cut and paste. Yeah. So this one, it just went off that, um, that formula just a little bit you know a lot of them have that uh <laughs> groundhog's day style show mm -hmm. or like mm -hmm. i was talking about the executive having to fall in love with the feisty landowner or <laughs> something along those lines sometimes um, there's sometimes they're so paint by numbers that i that they kind of don't even establish much chemistry between the two leads and i thought they did here i thought they did have this is this yeah. is a movie that i would i would watch this movie again me too. I would give it another try. And I do think that the the movie within the movie, the old movie was believable mm -hmm. as uh, it could have been a movie. I think that there's a lot of people who feel sentimentality to old movies around Christmas, like It's a Wonderful Life or uh, White Christmas, for example, or Miracle on 34th Street. So um, I could buy it. I could buy it. Well, and I think I think the reason that the, the old movie works so well is they actually put a really interesting twist on the actual story of it. Like this angel has to, mm -hmm. person who became an angel has to give up the love of their life mm -hmm. to make yeah. sure that her life is a good. I mean, I think yeah. that was like that was kind of you know. Um, they didn't. They didn't like um, shove that in that in your face too much. Um, mm -hmm. Like how, why she wanted that ending is because she just didn't believe that people would give up something for love. Um, right. Because there's two yeah. things a movie could do. The protagonist could be somebody who's trying to change others, or the protagonist could be somebody who needs to be changed by others. So this is right. where we were at. Mm -hmm. I was having a discussion with Scott because he thought that in the end, she should have flipped the okay spoiler alert she should have flipped the um uh time hourglass. timey hourglass the timey tourney um to get him i said no she couldn't have done that because she doesn't trust that love would um do that for her yeah so if she had done that she would have never trusted this guy he had to make that Make the move leap. he had to, to come to her leap. he had yeah. to go to her uh so i i like that it wasn't um so uh like they weren't like feeding it to us that was something we had to sort of <laughs> think about on our own <laughs> i am mad at myself yeah. for not seeing it coming though the him <gasps> you know did, you, did either of you see it coming or were you I surprised? saw it coming so early when I saw as soon as I saw his death date on the placard did by you? his okay. costume I said Scott could tell you if you need <laughs> proof of no, mine we believe you. I we said believe you. I looked at him and I said oh he died because he went to the future a year later <laughs> Typical and Hallmark Christmas movie trope. Typical. He died because he went to the future. <laughs> but it's only because of all the Outlander yeah. I have watched yeah. that I caught that. I because that. I'm a time travel junkie. I know these You're things. a romance time travel junkie. I'm a time travel romance junkie. So I know this. But also they they had known each other for less than 24 hours. I think. And he's like, I love you. He's like, you I do? love you and I'm leaving my whole light world behind. <laughs> Sure. I just got a three-picture well, deal, yeah. but I'm leaving. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, yeah, which is why I also think that you're right, which I also the reason I feel like it would be less palatable if she stayed, because then it's like the optics are definitely different if it's um, a female character giving up their career, going back in time for a guy versus mm -hmm. a man, you know, basically, you know. True spending a year to get his life in order, faking his death, going forward in time to be with her, that 
I guess makes more sense, I think. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about it as like a, a female male um, stereotype thing, but I guess that that's what makes it good because you weren't you weren't thinking that way. You weren't thinking I think so. like yeah, yeah. And a and, man and, would and... never give this up for a woman, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. If you, did you sensitive. did you also notice that there just was not one person of color in this entire movie? I mean, that was also not. Maybe I mean it's true. I mean, yeah, I mean that's yeah, definitely true. Um certainly not with lines. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um yeah, you're 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 right. You're I don't right. think I can say what about the heck? That. Why? I don't know. I mean, you Why think though? that that's not great. You know? you'd think that like well, the 2023 scenes. You know what else is not great that I didn't pick up on it until you said it? That's also not great. I feel ashamed of myself for that well i mean i don't think i put it together until we started talking about it more but i was just like in my head being like what where is the you know that stuff we have to untrain ourselves from right 2020s at least in the 2020s they could have had yeah Yeah, exactly they could have they could have been the uh, yeah they could have been yeah anyway it could have been a source for humor you know because the more that characters are you know kind of uh you know just kind of fetishizing the past and just being like weren't things better back then could at least have a person of color on screen to like were they interesting <laughs> yeah oh, it's wow. interesting that you say yeah. that yeah mm. hmm. well i did pull up um did it pass the bechtel test though because she was talking to her sister they mentioned men but they were talking about other things besides men the but bechtel then they test got back is... to talking to men yeah the bechtel test was... is hard I'm sorry. Sorry, Carrie. She I'm was sorry. talking to um, <laughs> her friend. Yeah, the Bechtel test is hard. Yeah, no, that's no, no, the no, point I, of the Bechtel no, no, test. No, no, no. I, no, I, was, no, laughing no. Be, I was laughing at a man beginning to interrupt you while you are talking about the Bechtel test. That's, that's what I was true. Yeah. That's true. Okay, don't, don't you know, M, you know, blank explain me. To, uh, and blank. I mean, I'm not gonna say it, but I mean, yeah, it's hard. I think about like if two women are in a scene talking about something other than a man for me it passes so I feel like if there was like a scale of one to five I would give this maybe like a four because they she talked to her sister she talked to her friend at the Biltmore they talked about more than just men but eventually they did get back to men to talk about men in the end so I mean I'm not I'm not the uh I'm not the authority on that, but as my personal opinion, as a woman, um, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, sometimes you just get together and talk about men. What are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> I, I wish I didn't do it all the time, but I certainly do. Um, uh, but I'm a homosexual, so I guess we have a, a right. I'm a homosexual. <laughs> Why is that so funny to me? I'm a homosexual. homosexual. <laughs> to say it that way, um, it makes it much more fun. Is he a homosexual? Um, <laughs> like the director um, of his merry wife. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, I'm, I wanted to finish my thought uh about the sure. test go ahead uh, which is that i'll I tell was, you if your thought is right or not <laughs> our, i was going to say in a very pithy way that the bechdel test is hard specifically when it comes to christmas movies because i feel that for a lot of these movies um you know obviously romance yeah. I mean, if you're talking about christmas by definition for be- within the context of these movies you're talking about men so things get like very kind of blurry honestly i think yeah. where it's just like well they're talking about this topic it's like yeah but it's that topic oh, is oh, them actually because talking about men you know like maybe jesus was a man no it's just that <laughs> it's just that christmas and romance are so intertwined within this universe that it almost makes no difference because of the three wise men i know i know yeah because they wouldn't let mary go into the inn because of the father and the son son. i guess well wait a minute wait a minute they didn't let mary into the inn because they had no room i mean okay all right okay all right here we go again with this old <laughs> argument. I I put I put. Anyway, I pulled up some I pulled up some facts from the um yeah, the other Morris. main character 
of this movie, the Biltmore Estate. Oh, yeah. Which is a place that you can visit in Asheville, North Carolina, and supposedly it is very beautiful for the holidays. So maybe mm-hmm. put that on your list. It looks yeah, Paul kept saying, Paul kept saying to me as we watched this movie, he's like, this would be acceptable as a vacation home. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was built by one of the Vanderbilts. Um, and the Vanderbilts were, of course, famous for building the railroads in America. Uh, but it is, uh, Wikipedia says it's the largest privately owned house in the United States. Um, one of the most prominent examples of the Gilded Age mansions built uh, between um, 1889 and 1895. So I went, I visited Newport, Rhode Island a few years ago, and they have the estates, a lot of the the Vanderbilts and mm-hmm. the other, you know, <laughs> names of the asters and the streets, yeah, yeah. streets in new york city they all had their summer homes there and their summer homes are mansions so we did a tour of the newport rhode island vanderbilt estate and it was very very similar to the the biltmore when i was watching it i said this looks exactly like the newport rhode island uh estate that we traveled in and that's because it's the same same guy's house. <laughs> I just realized it was the same oh, guy's yeah. house. Um, Vanderbilt. So this was his summer home. But um, Carrie, are you watching The Gilded Age on on Max? On I haven't watched The Gilded Age, but I, I watched watch I watched Age. like the first episode or two, and I thought the more interesting part of it was how to get how they got to Brooklyn, how they had to take a train to. Oh to yeah, I agree completely. It's like. Uh, they had to get less, could, less couldn't happen in this it's like the, the whole drama of the first season is christine baranski crossing the street like it's really yeah, it it's takes really like you have to take a train then you have to take a, yes. a boat like just to get over to brooklyn yeah. so yeah that's but really it has a lot of these types of it has a lot of these types of like of mansions yeah. and houses and they talk they talk about summering in newport and building these kinds of mansions there yeah. <clears throat> to your, it to your was point. The the architect of this was Richard Morris Hunt, who um, was the architect of the uh, the pedestal of the Statue of Liberty, because obviously not the Statue of Liberty itself, but what the Statue right. of Liberty is sitting on. Um, the entrance of the Met, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and a lot of the houses in Newport, Rhode Island as well. Oh. So oh. the Biltmore Estate, estate and in Newport, Rhode Island. So go to either one of those and tour those houses because it's it's hard to describe the opulence of it. Yeah. Because talk about maximalism. They the wall is like not sterling silver, that's too cheap. Not gold, that's too gaudy. Platinum. Mm-hmm. Just platinum wallpaper. <laughs> Like gold pressed platinum, gold pressed platinum <laughs> on the wallpaper, um, and everything is de- decoration on decoration and murals. Um, it's it's really quite fascinating to see how these people lived, and of course the the we had a tour of the um, the servants' entrances and and the kitchens and everything because the servants aren't supposed to be seen, so there was extra. Mm-hmm extra right. stairs and extra mm-hmm. doors um <laughs> the the landscape architect for the biltmore was one of the most prominent landscape architects in america during that time uh, frederick law olmstead who also designed central park well, that's where i know that name all okay. of it um, <laughs> all of it all of it um Oh, he's designed a park where I've been broken up with three times. Oh my god! Wow. Uh, wow. It's just don't you... go there. Don't no, go when you go to that anymore. park, Chris. Yeah. When you live in Stop New York, it going. just becomes a place where those things happen because people want to meet you in sure. a neutral place if they're going to have that type of conversation. <laughs> yeah. 
So it just becomes like a like a ghost ghost zone for you, you know? It's great. Did you just start having anxiety chills whenever someone was just be like, let's go to the yeah. park? Like I, no. started, I, I started avoiding the um the southwest entrance because mm-hmm. that's where it happened yeah. twice. I was like, I need to stop coming here to Columbus mm-hmm. Circle. <laughs> I well, I think he also designed Niagara Park, not I mean the reserves, some part of Niagara uh, po- uh falls. The some water? park. Not the water. He told the water <laughs> where to go and they listened. Um, and I do believe he also designed the cemetery next to the house where I grew up in. That's what I was told. Oh, wow. Um, and I will fact check that wow. for you and get back to you. Here's there something. A, yeah. Go, go ahead, Carrie. I just want to say there's also been a lot of movies, um, shot at the Biltmore estate. The most recent one being a Biltmore Christmas, which is the only one that mentions the Biltmore like is actually taking place on the at the Biltmore the other ones the Biltmore is just being used as location Mm. um I think Forrest Gump was one of them was there uh what else what else uh I'm seeing uh being there the last of the Mohicans uh, mm-hmm. Richie Rich, Hannibal, Hatch Adams, Hannibal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just rewatched that movie recently. Don't ask me why. And uh, that I think Gary Oldman lives there in that movie. Oh, interesting. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd love to go. Ju- Julianne Moore is in Hannibal. Place. Is that right? She yeah. is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I still need to see May December. That's her newest thing, right? Yeah, I want to see. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of if this were actually secretly an episode of Star Trek, what uh-huh. reason Commander Riker and the Doctor would have to be there pretending to be these characters? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, cool. What what reasons did you come up with? I want to think of some. Yeah, so I, I've that's the number one reason is that someone messed with the timeline and messed up mm-hmm. the end of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had to get it fixed. And so he, mm-hmm. but it couldn't be from someone by the future future because for some reason they couldn't go back there. So it had to be someone from this yeah. specific year. And that really it had to be, you know, that Lucy, this character. And right. so they, they hid some sort of time, time travel yeah. um, technology inside of this hourglass to send her back. <laughs> and so for the most part, he was, Riker was doing his job and getting it done. But at the end, he couldn't quite get it across the finish line. So they had to send the doctor in via like mm. you know with his they just basically sent his um hollow emitter back there and he mm. got to he as the final catalyst for getting things done by showing up and being like the, the right people, things that are the right form so that's my oh. thought is how okay I, I, got, yeah. I got one i got one i got one okay go, go. Um, okay. yeah go ahead Riker is put in charge of a very important ambassadorial mission on the next on the enterprise he doesn't quite know what to do how to handle these two different cultures so deanna troy tells uh suggests that he do the biltmore christmas simulation on the holodeck <laughs> <laughs> it's a hollow novel it's a oh hollow i love novel. that <clears throat> that's yeah. great it's a hollow when, novel when robert picardo shows up he does play it as if the doctor is he really hams it up in a way where it's like it, it, it like imagining the doctor like doing a, a hollow novel and just going like I don't care I'm just gonna go for it yeah like roll with yeah. a capital yeah. R. Um, you know what? There are yeah. no small parts, and that's what I like about Robert Picardo. He it's just true. comes in and he's like, I'm gonna make this the best <laughs> studio exec. They show his portrait in the very beginning, almost to be like, yeah. oh, don't worry, he's coming. Don't worry, you know. Um, should we as a podcast in may go to the diversity equity inclusion con which he will be at here in philadelphia and should we do his excursion which is to go sing karaoke with him for 80 dollars a piece yeah oh that sounds awesome only sounds 80 dollars awesome. i think I that's like, that much only, that's a steal I'm like that's that's nothing i'm i would pay double that but don't tell him <laughs> yeah we will okay i don't think let's, let's, let's uh, put it, let, i think it should be it'll be fun to do it'll be fun to do a little yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I think I think I think there's there's a there's a the excursion with Kate Mulgrew is like two hundred and fifty dollars. It's like a little more than mm. I would like to spend, but mm-hmm. eighty bucks I would do to sing karaoke with the doctor. Come on, 
That sounds awesome. great. Yeah. And then we can ask him questions about filming a Biltmore Christmas. I'd be yes. like, did they did they tell you there were no um, people of color on that movie? Yeah, were you aware? <laughs> were you aware of Robert Cardis? Accepted the part. And oh, do man. you think that moving forward, you should ask before signing things? You should advocate, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'm only saying that now after just realizing it. Yeah, but now that you're aware, now that the, the blinders are yeah. lifted, it's good. Oh, my God. <laughs> there... I'm so woke. I feel so woke <laughs> right now. Were there were there extras, at least, in, like, the 1940s scenes? I, think, I want to say, like, at the Christmas scene, where they're handing out Maybe, presents yeah. to the tree. There are little kids that, 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 that uh, and all I could think was just like, I I know this is incredibly cynical, but you know, like all I I remember thinking specifically like, yep, that's how they're going to deal with it, basically. Like that that that's how yeah. they're going to deal exactly with with what you mentioned. You know, the the well, we're not going to get into, um, you know how 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 the, the different attitudes back then. We're just going to, but yeah, I guess. Hmm. We're just going to show them as the people who work at the Biltmore who are getting presents from their employer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're right. just going to pretend that everything was fine, but also we're not going to give anyone like a speaking part or anything. Like mm-hmm. that would be crazy. Like, yeah, cool. Maybe I didn't what? like this movie. I don't know. Maybe I didn't like it. <laughs> what do you... If I... I don't know how I would react because I think about this a lot having watched a lot of time travel shows it's one of those shower thoughts you know like what would happen Mm -hmm. if i was suddenly back in time i just suddenly woke up and it was a different time period i wonder about so i put i put myself in different time periods and i think i would be i would be shit out of luck in most all time periods why the current one that we're in I mean, I don't know. I'm just because I imagine in my scenario, I'm just like me as I am with nothing. Right? <laughs> you don't <So> have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing. I have my clothes on my body. And that's Oh, it. I see. In the I see yeah. thing. But you have your yeah, foreknowledge like, of the future. I mean like that's outlander the thing. style. Sure, but if I go back further far enough in time, I don't really have that much knowledge of <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I could go back to like the 1980s and be fine. <laughs> but if I went back to like the 1780s, I would be dead. That would be tough. Sure. Yeah, that would be, sure. tough. Would be yeah. really tough. If I went back to, I don't know, ancient times, I wouldn't be able to speak to anybody. And then I would be a witch and someone would kill me or something. Yeah. Yeah. I would be a witch. I would go to the Roman era and do like the wrestling thing. That always looked fun. Uh, no. Um... <laughs> yeah. That always looked fun to me. It was like super fun. You um, know what? They, I, I feel like you could. Yeah. They were more free. They were more free back then. Yeah. So I think, I think yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that would right. be fine. Except I think I would also be murdered, but that's fine. <laughs> Well, so if we're planning a group trip to ancient times, we got to get real specific yeah. about where we're we, going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like I would be the disappointing time traveler because, Carrie, to your point, I feel like I'd be the time traveler that people figure out I'm a time traveler. And rather than thinking I'm a witch and try to kill me, instead they'd be like, they try to pump me for information and I just have none to give. It's like, well, if you're from the future, what's going to happen like two days from now? It's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. They would put you in like a loony bin yeah. and they would call yeah. it a loony bin. They would call it a loony bin, though that is not politically, uh, you know, yeah. appropriate for this time. I'm talking about where we are going into the past where things mm-hmm, are inappropriate. Mm-hmm. I think Carrie calls it a loony bin in her off time. They throw you, <laughs> they, they throw you in the crazy truck and take you over to the loony bin. They call you crackers and they lock you up. No, um, I think, uh, you know, it would it would pose some challenges. I think that in my brain, though, what I would try to do is try to use some of the foreknowledge I have of something in whatever area to get some sort of equity underneath me so that I could, you know, at least mm. be comfy, mm-hmm. you know, depending upon what what era we're in. But also, you know, who knows? Would, would my back hurt like it does now? <laughs> would it feel better because we're in the past? 
Because, uh, you know, if I brought my aches and pains with me, that also would be a detriment, I feel like. Sure. So I got to take my gout medicine every day is what I'm trying well, to say. I also feel like the further back gout you go. Gout can the... get you if it was the 1800s. I know. Yeah, yeah. Gout could knock you off. You, you'd be down for the count. Yeah. But I don't want, I want my gouty foot to come and ruin my, my mm-hmm. prospects. Well, as a as a 41-year-old, it makes me think about just like how well past the life expectancy I would be the further back I go. Where they would be burying people at twenty five and go like he lived a good life. I'd be yeah. dead. Like, ooh, this, We'd be respected this elder statesmen in our forties. Not to <laughs> not, not to get too real about this, but I've often thought about that after I gave birth. Yeah. The, how mm-hmm. I had to give birth in mm-hmm. any other time period, I would not have survived. And that's a lot of people. That's not yeah. just me. So yeah. Oof. Yeah. Well, on that note, my friends, we have. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Be glad you're in this year <laughs> and not previous years. Look forward to the future, my friends. Yes, mm-hmm. let's have some, some gratitude for where we live despite all the horrors of modern day yeah. living. We're yeah. still alive. We still got good things. This um, is a safe space, you know right? What? We touched on a lot of topics on this we sure episode did. that we weren't expecting. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, all this reminds me of too is uh, uh, Carrie. You'll especially appreciate this because, like, when I started reading the Outlander books, I was telling uh, someone in my family about them. I told them the plot, and, and I, someone was basically just like, "That doesn't make sense." Because if someone like actually went back in time, basically, they would be killed really quickly. And my whole thing is just like, "Yeah, but they aren't." Like, that's the premise of the book is like, "What if they aren't?" Like, like that's I don't know. You yeah, like savvy that. enough yeah. to make it through somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, well, it would be a short book if that's what happens. So I'm glad that's not what happens. So, yeah, I'm just very thankful for all of my foremothers that came before <laughs> me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I could get to this place and not be murdered. Absolutely. All my all my ancestors made it out of the old country. You know. Yeah. Um. Any recommendations of other things you guys are enjoying right now apart from a built more Christmas? Christmas movies. Um, actually, this came out last uh, year, so maybe you've watched it, but I watched Spirited this year with um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. And I didn't love it, but I also didn't hate it. And I, I it was entertaining. And I I would I would say give it a watch. Give it a okay. watch. I I would agree with that. Yeah, we watched that last year. Um, it's got some solid songs in it. Yeah, the songs um, are fun. The songs mm-hmm. are fun. So, mm-hmm. although it does, without getting too specific, uh, it does do something. It it is a musical that, and I love musicals. It's a musical. You ever watch a musical where you're just like, you have a plot point happen, and you're like, oh, there should have been a song there, and then at the mm-hmm. end of the movie, they actually show you the song that was supposed to go there. That's <laughs> what that literally happens in that movie. I, so maybe go. Like, you should have put that in there. I feel like the movie had like three endings. I thought it was done, but then it yeah. kept going. And then yeah. I thought it was done, and then it kept going. And then I thought it was done again. And guess what? It kept going. Kept going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I so do cool. not recommend, as I didn't even finish it, but the um the, the Eddie Murphy Christmas movie that's out right now. Oh, uh, Candy Cane Lane, I think it's called. Yeah, I started yeah. watching it, and I didn't finish it. So I don't recommend that one. Okay. What did you like about it? Um, it wasn't good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair. No, um, it's not that I didn't like it. I just it was it didn't it didn't uh it didn't hit me. It didn't hit me okay. in the way I needed it. Well, I will remind you that recommendations are for recommendations and not okay. for <laughs> <laughs> okay warnings. <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were doing our Christmas movie reviews section. Well, I <laughs> forgot. Yeah, I love, but yeah, you're like, and you say one thing, you're like, what I heard was Christmas movie reviews. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll continue a trend, and I have a recommendation. I. I don't know if it's a recommendation or not. Um, don't but take um, it if they don't know it's a recommendation. <laughs> well, I, don't, I thought we were just talking about stuff. I, I don't know. You to rec- I like I want to recommend stuff, but I also don't want to be held responsible. Yes, oh, I see. that's exactly my vibe. Where it's just like, like I 
like it's a weird time of year where I'll put this on. I'll be like, yeah, I'll put that on. Was it any good? I mean, objectively, probably not. But like, I had fun with it, kind of thing. Uh, I watched a Roku original series called The Holiday Shift. It's five episodes long. I watched all of it. Can you tell I am lonely because my other half is away on a business trip? Um, no. <laughs> um, that doesn't mean anything. Everything's fine. Um, no, I. Uh, it's it's basically it's about intertwining love stories that happen in a mall around Christmas time. So they're all like twenty somethings. It's got um, it's got kind of like a junior kind of scrubsy kind of sense of humor. Honestly, it's not great. It's also, it, but it is enjoyable. Again, um, I don't recommend it, but it is a thing that is airing. I'm going to say, yeah, it, the it, it, it's totally, uh, definition of recommendations. Well. Oh, <laughs> it is, it's, it's trying to do a very post-love actually kind of like all these stories are kind of talking to each other kind of thing. And my, my assessment is it's too, it's, it's, too long it's 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 too short for what it promises to do and it's too long for what it actually does if that makes sense so which is like is, oh yeah yeah it's like oh this is a great idea you know like if you take it this far and they kind of only take it this far and you're just like well this shouldn't have been five episodes then um so, yeah but, this is a review of a thing you watched yes <laughs> but i still enjoyed it actually because the, the jokes are like fast and actually much funnier than I expected them to be and and better than they need to be um and the cast is charming it's uh it's it's a Christmassy thing and I'm always hungry for Christmassy things so I enjoyed it okay yeah well mm -hmm. I I have a recommendation <laughs> what do you recommend yeah you have to follow that Chris you have to did that's I, a that's tough act to follow did I recommend that you guys watch the the doc, the cult documentary Love Has Won the Cult of Mother God last week? I might this isn't about Christmas. What the yeah. hell? Yeah, I'm not recommending um, anything Christmas right now. I'm recommending what I like all year round, Love which is cult documentaries. Won. Okay, all right, yeah. Love Has Won the Cult of Mother God. It's three episodes long, the perfect length of a okay. of a docu series um, okay. about like a modern day cult of this woman who basically. Um, it, it all unfolds basically online because they're like always hawking these things to keep the cult afloat. So you have all these, all this video corroborating what's going on, but it basically opens up and they come into this commune towards the end of when things have happened and the police are doing a welfare check and they're like, yeah, we're here. And mother is at rest. Mother is at rest. And then it goes into this room where this is like body all wrapped up. You see her little face and she is absolutely dead. Um, and oh they like goodness. had carried her dead body around for like, weeks anyway it's it's uh it's fascinating and worth it worth checking out if you like cult documentaries which i do that's my christmas spirit <laughs> it's the schadenfreude of knowing i'm not in a cult uh yeah. <laughs> um yeah and there we go yeah but thank you go. for joining us to go over built more christmas which we yeah. both recommend and also say hey check the casting um yeah. <laughs> and uh <laughs> Other than that, uh, uh, I, we don't have a song to end on, except, of course, God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you want to say. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day.